We're talking today on Fox Rothschild's Franchise Fundamentals Podcast with John Gataski in Pittsburgh. Our topic is part two of John's podcast, Insights on Environmental, Social, and Governance, known as ESG for short, especially in the franchise industry. John represents clients in a variety of corporate, venture finance, franchising, licensing and distribution, as well as in bankruptcy and commercial litigation. He's also editor of Fox's Franchise Law Update blog. John, good morning. Good morning. Thank you. Love talking about this. John, in part one of this podcast, you covered how ESG trends are sweeping into businesses from the context of broader society, largely due to pressure from stakeholders, including investors. Could we now take a deeper dive into each of the individual components of ESG? For starters, could you please tell our listeners more about the E, as in the environmental concept? Yes, the E takes into account a whole bunch of items that you might expect. Climate impact, carbon emissions, renewable energy, water consumption, Mm -hmm. biodiversity, raw materials, as well as packaging and reducing waste. What about the S, the social part of the equation? The S encompasses a wide range of human rights. Things like employee welfare, diversity, product liability, information and data security, customer relationships, and finally, the supply chain, which we all know has been at the top of the headlines over the past year or even more as delays in the global supply system have really wreaked some havoc. And what about the G, which stands for governance? The G aspect covers a wide range of perception and the reality of a business's ethics and compliance. This is really where the rubber hits the road. Executive compensation, board diversity, financial and accounting systems, and overall corporate transparency. So, John, with all that in mind, how does ESG impact a franchisor's brand strength? That's a really good question for this industry. ESG is important to brand strength because it talks about and talks to long-term financial performance and company brand reputation, which ultimately fuels growth. As we've discussed, ESG can minimize risks to a company's sustainability, reduce risks to a company's brand, and improve its overall public reputation. So ESG can help a franchisor unlock value in a host of ways. Those ways can range from top-line revenue growth and cost reductions, which is really important at this point of high inflation, Mm -hmm. to reduced regulatory and legal intervention and employee productivity. Mm -hmm. So how does a franchisor go about developing and implementing an ESG profile? There's a lot to consider. Let's start with examples of environmental considerations. Mm -hmm. Franchisors can implement responsible and local sourcing of ingredients and furnishings. They can include earth-friendly design, such as natural, sustainable building materials and energy-efficient buildings, lights, and appliances. Mm -hmm. They can also involve use of renewable energy resources to reduce the amount of waste going to landfills. Incorporate recycling, such as turning cooking oil into biofuels and reduction of water use through things as simple as automatic water valves. John, what about the social aspect of ESG for a franchiser? The social aspect takes shape starting with training and education designed to produce 
aware and responsive employees. It fosters a diverse, equitable, and inclusive environment, including an appropriate code of conduct for the employees. It embraces community involvement, and it factors in the important, all-important safety for all. This will mean different things for each brand, but for example, for hotels, training and awareness for their franchisees and the franchisees' employees regarding human trafficking should be very high on the list. John, what about governance considerations? Here we are really talking about internal compliance controls. And these can range from creating written integrity and ethical standards to establishing an internal team hotline for reporting violations. Governance also encompasses strong social media policies covering both corporate and franchisee users. Mm -hmm. Other factors include policies over non-fraternization, conflicts of interest, insider trading and lobbying, and political contributions. These strong governance programs also utilize audited financials, cybersecurity practices, and franchisee advisory councils. John, what are the downsides or exposure risks for franchisers in not having an ESG culture in place? Well, the risks basically fall into three categories from a legal perspective, consumer protection claims, government and regulatory enforcement, and shareholder and derivative claims. So uh, how do the consumer protection risks arise? Well, all 50 states have consumer protection laws, and consumer protection claims typically arise from ESG statements on product labels or packaging, or omissions from product labels or packaging, or ESG statements on company websites, sustainability reports, and and marketing or advertising materials. Hmm. So the claims from consumer protection point of view typically turn on the nature of the statement in question. Some examples are making aspirational forward-looking statements where there's no liability or in making specific verifiable statements where potential liability can arise. Greenwashing claims are on the rise. State attorneys general are looking out for them. Greenwashing is the practice of claiming that products or services are environmentally friendly when they are not, or at least not to the extent claimed, say on a label. Several important court decisions have already helped shape this issue. What about regulatory enforcement risks? Well, right now, a host of governmental and regulatory bodies have units in place which are tasked with oversight of ESG issues. They include the SEC Division of Enforcement's Climate and ESG Task Force, where new rules require climate-related disclosures, the NASDAQ Board Diversity Requirements, the New York Legislature's proposed Fashion Sustainability Law, and uh, California's Transparency in Supply Chains Act. John, let's address one concluding question for this podcast on how a franchiser can mitigate enterprise risks by including ESG in its overall corporate management strategy. That's a fair question. The top four when making public statements, be truthful, be concise, avoid over-disclosing, and avoid embellishments. The bottom line is that we find that many companies already engage in many risk management practices that actually constitute elements of an ESG plan. The thing is, they just don't do it on a systemic, tracked manner. Hmm. So the challenge is for brands to be systematic about their plan, consistently involve key stakeholders, 
rigorously measure the results, and treat disclosures and statements as seriously as disclosures made to any prospective franchisee. Well, unfortunately, we are about out of time for today. John, again, thank you for your time and your wisdom. Listeners, be sure to check out part one of John's podcast on ESG and to confidentially discuss how your organization might benefit from incorporating ESG into its management strategy. You may contact John Gotaski in Pittsburgh at 412-394-5528 or at jgotaski, that's J-G-O-T-A-S-K-I-E, at foxrothschild.com. <laughs>